0: And not just any episode of the United podcast, but episode 300, Tom, 300 episodes of the United podcast. Now, disclaimer for anyone who's watching this, we are releasing it on YouTube, but this is for a a tribute to our audio days. Um, So Tom, why don't you tell the people about how the United podcast started? Because if anyone turns on our channel and they see the title, they see the microphone, they see the beer. It all makes sense, but how did the United podcast start?
1: You're testing my memory, so maybe you can give me a far clearer answer. But I would think of it along the lines of, sort of looking back. We always discussing Manchester United on Facebook or Twitter, and always having these chats. And sort of you, you do sort of consume so much content through sort of other big YouTube channels at the time. Was it three or four years ago we sort of started? Yeah. And it's hard to sort of really get. You try to put an opinion out on Twitter, and it turns into an absolute shitfire. It's really hard to sort of have a proper discussion, even on Facebook. You might put a message out, then it takes someone two weeks to reply and the conversation loses its edge. So we just thought in terms of here we are pretty much as far away from Manchester as physically possible. And sort of the the pub is the one place where you can really get together with Manchester United fans and have a discussion. We can't do it and then hop across the road to Old Trafford to watch the game. We have to do it at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. But in terms of just having a proper chat, because I can't go to work and have a chat with the Manchester United fans, because there are none. So we're sort of trying to gather Manchester United fans together in something that is sort of environmentally friendly to Manchester United fans which is a pub or football fans and um, just chat and I think we do have so many would like to think we have so many sort of educated and sort of measured chats compared to what we do see and I'm just thinking why not put a sort of phone down in the middle of the table I took great inspiration from Andy Mitten and United We Stand their podcast I know a lot of those guys they literally had an iPhone like us put it in the middle of the table and just chatted and I think that was sort of a lot of the inspiration behind it because we see much, so much stuff on Sky Sports or BT or Fox Sports whatever it was in Australia at the time and it is sort of watered down and it is professional approach and sometimes I think so, so many of the engaging chats and the chats you really sort of do like are just the casual ones over yeah. a beer and um, actually I'm, I'm looking for my beer I just realised it is up here halfway through that I realised I was at the pub without a beer but I did have it on standby.
0: Oh Tom look whether you have a beer in hand or not mate you always say things that make me think you're constantly drunk but no I think that's a good summary to be honest and you're right. We did start with a microphone sitting in the middle of the table. We've upgraded a little bit, got a little handy
1: go. To a smaller microphone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we can actually, you know, people can actually yeah. see us now. That was really the main inspiration behind going, well, YouTube kind of started because we're going through COVID.
1: Well, yeah, definitely COVID was the, many things benefited off the back of COVID. Now yeah. a lot of sad things, unfortunately, but um, we obviously everyone in whatever aspect of their life did have to take the positives in terms of growing throughout COVID. And um, our step was, well, obviously we couldn't get to the pub to have a chat about football. So like everyone, you would turn to Zoom or FaceTime or whatever it was. And we went to YouTube because we had nothing better to do at home. And then we thought we might as well chat United because United didn't stop. Obviously the football stopped, but United News never stopped. So we were never short of talking points.
0: Well, we will talk about Manchester United, Manchester United players and all sorts of interesting topics in a moment. But I think it's a good opportunity for us to take a step back, think about where we started, where we are today. We're nearly at 2,000 we're
1: subscribers.
0: We're in the same spot. Well, where we are, yeah, but... No, no. We're nearly at 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. And, and thank you to everyone who has subscribed and does watch us. But well, that's honestly surreal. When I sit back and I remember when we went to Melbourne, that was probably the first sense of people watch us. Yeah. Where people are, oh, you so-and-so from the United Podcast. Um, and that's a good feeling, to be honest. Like, it's nice to know that people watch you, enjoy your content, and find relatability. Um, so when you look back and, and I'll say on camera Tom does a lot of the heavy lifting um, I've sometimes my job eats me apart amongst other things so Tom definitely does hold Tom is the United Pubcast, as far as I'm concerned so I thought I'd put it on yeah, camera
1: look I like it. it it doesn't feel like work to me a lot of the stuff but in terms of the United podcast and this sounds cliche I hate saying stuff like this because I hear other people say it and it just feels like they're reading off a script but ultimately it is it's not, not about me. It is about people in the comments or yourself. You do need two people to have a chat. Yeah. And, and it's whoever we're talking about. I, I don't care. Some of the best pot maybe we'll go into some of the guests we've had in the past in terms of whether it be a former player and we've been blessed to sort of speak to former players and legends of Manchester United or literally a stranger at the pub. I get the same joy out of it.
0: Yeah, 100%. I, I, I think the, I think just who we are as people, To be, like, we, I'd like to think we're pretty humble people. We don't...
1: Speaking know. for himself.
0: Well, I mean, you know, but no, but genuinely, I, I don't think we, we didn't do this to start a business. We didn't do this to make as much money a, a, as possible.
1: We, I mean, we, well, we don't. I think, well, we don't, but I think I still don't in regards to a huge thing. That, and go back to COVID in regards to how people sort of dealt with the sort of problems they, not problems they had, but issues they did face in, sort of in their home life. It was a tough time throughout COVID. I looked at it. My wife's probably watching as well. In regards to not a, not little agreements we had, but in terms of it was beneficial for me to sort of and still is sort of to take an hour out of the night to go in the office, do my own thing. She can do her own thing in the lounge room, and you get that alone time. Well, I say alone time, but obviously talking to Manchester United fans, but that gives me sort of joy and gives me a break. It gives her a break as well, and I'm just thinking that is a huge part of sort of sort of the issues that sort of we did face throughout COVID and our change to YouTube in terms of trying to find some enjoyment and some, some sort of. Escape from reality, and um, doing this podcast has given me that. All right. So before we
0: stop boring everyone and uh, talk about United, so this is episode three hundred. This is we started with episode one. Now we're here. What do you think the podcast holds for
1: episode six hundred? Where will we be? Maybe a bigger microphone. Uh, hopefully, we can Fingers continue crossed. to grow. Um, I wouldn't look at, and I don't know, I've never really thought about that, I wouldn't look at changing much in regards to, it is at its core the same thing from episode one to now. It's just an escape to talk about Manchester United because we are so far from Old Trafford. We can't go to the pub on a Saturday and then hop across the road with our match ticket. We simply can't do that. We're not in that position. So yes, we can talk on Facebook, we can talk on Twitter, but as I said, so many of those discussions get lost in the world that is social media. Taking the opportunity, whether it be online or in person, to talk to fellow Red, whether that's in front of a big camera, a small microphone, big microphone, it's Chatham Manchester United. So episode 600 um, will be the same as this, in my opinion.
0: That's the thing. I, I know we've spoken about and we've got plans and, you know, cleaner share those with you as we work them out. But at, at its heart, I, this backdrop, being in a pub, is something that we can never lose, I think. I think that's what separates us from every other YouTube channel.
1: Well, it goes back to my, not the inspiration to starting this. so I think we both shared, okay, we wanted to start something, but my favourite podcast at the time was audio only and still is, is United We Stand. It was literally after a game, um, Steve like held, held an iPhone in front of a group of people and was just talking to people outside Old Trafford and you heard the background noise. So here you can hear the background noise at George Street in the middle of Sydney, the Sydney CBD, or if we're inside the pub, sort of music and the clattering of the cutlery sort of thing. And that is, it's just a natural feel. Yes, you can go to a Sky Sports studio, and have all this production. But I think football fans at its core isn't people in suits, obviously in a very nice shirt there, Larry, but it's not suits. It's about sort of just people in a pub, in, in whatever, just chatting United, the occasional swear word, I think we've sort of been quite mature and sensible in regards to sort of minding our language on here, but Sky Sports is definitely not going to do any of that. But I think just it just has a more natural feel compared to the high production value. No, you're right. Um... And, and I think, you know, no, I agree with you. And I look forward to
0: episode 600. And uh, yeah, hopefully a, a microphone, a bigger microphone. So that'll be the goal. But Tom, at its core, outside of the pub, we are a Manchester United What would your highlight channel?
1: be of the podcast in regards to uh, a lot of what, since we've gone on YouTube, obviously off the back of COVID, we probably haven't had too many. We've had sort of some wonderful guests, obviously both Manchester United fans and sort of former players. Etc., but a lot of our guests in the first, I'd say 100 200 episodes of the audio only podcast, yeah, we are blessed with many um, fantastic guests. Well, whether it be a guest or a specific episode or a specific moment, as I said, down in Melbourne, yeah, the highlight of the pub, club, both YouTube and audio only. Your thoughts,
0: uh, my favorite experience as being part of the podcast or an episode,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, it could be anything, it could be an episode or it could be a sort of beneficiary factor mm. of it.
0: I'll ponder an episode in the back of my mind, but in terms of favorite thing, the amount of friends we've made. Oh,
1: well, well, that sounds cliche. As I said earlier, I I hate saying stuff like that. I'm telling you. It is the best thing. I I have mates for life
0: after this. Like, you know, Michael, I've asked him in football on the weekend. And like, if we didn't through this podcast, I never would have met Michael. I just, he just would have been another player in an opposition team. But now I got to give him a wink and a nudge and a kick in the shin when we play. It's just it. Th- that's the beautiful thing. We've also networked with people in this field, um, the Shrefford Paddock boys, Adam McCullough, Jay Mori, Joe. Like good guys. Like good guys to talk to. Um, and, and it was like that. That's been the enjoyable bit. I mean, I, I'm always honoured when we have guests, but. Not a takeaway from that, but those things last for 30 minutes and then they're over. Mm. It, it's the friendships, it's the networking, it's coming here, meeting with you in the pub. Like that is truthfully the stuff I value. And it, and it's the comments. Like we're on YouTube sometimes when we're at home
1: and seeing the familiar names that pop up and the same people we get to interact this, with. This sounds very cliche because I've been on that side of the camera and, and heard people talk like this and I think, oh, okay, get on with it. I'm t- this is honest. This, is, a, this is true. Like, it, it's a weird situation to be in. Because at, um, at the
0: heart of it, like this is what we wanted. Like, like I said, when we started this, it wasn't let's make money out of this. It was we want something that we relate to, and that's why we called it a podcast and recorded in a pub. And, and that comes back to the core of what we are. And what do people do at a pub? I mean, other than watch the game, they interact, enjoy in with each other. There's a reason you're not screaming on your couch as opposed to screaming at the pub. It's the energy and the
1: ambience that people give you. You should see me on a Monday morning when uh, Fred gives the ball away. I'm screaming on my couch then. Oh, Look, you've pulled enough hair out, mate. Episode 600, you could be with me.
0: <laughs> I hope not. I'm going to get a hair transplant if I ever lose my hair. I promise you that.
1: No, it's the easiest thing to do. I can't yeah, do it. That
0: makes my morning so much easier. I can't do it. Favorite episode's an interesting one. You're probably in a better position to answer that than I would be. Because you, you've you've hosted a lot of them, I really enjoyed my chat with Larry Whitwell, to be honest. And and I, I probably enjoyed it because because he was a journalist, I felt I had to be more professional. I was very organised, um, and and I, that was the biggest compliment I got out of that. Anyone who reached out to me, Larry, you, it was such an organised interview. I was like, oh, do I not come across as But generally, I'm You, quite, should, you I'm... should
1: treat me as a journalist.
0: But, I could um... never. But no, but honestly, like, yeah. I, I enjoyed that because it. It was the first time I felt like I had to be professional, no. but but I really enjoyed the chat because I felt like it was just a different perspective
1: compared to a player. I think some of our best episodes, and I'll share one or two thoughts of my sort of favourite guests and episodes. But in regards to yes, we do do transfer talk and rumours, of course, so, sort of it takes up such a sort of big time of us, sort of our minds as Man United fans. But in terms of when you do have a guest on, in regards to. You do have to do a little bit more research you do have to not not act more professional but you do want to sort of present yourself in the best way and i think they are they're different types of episodes but that's what it is you always going to have different types of chats Mm. in terms of the the way you do sort of view different people and i look at some of the guests i've had in regards to and I, i don't take this lightly but i truly mean sort of a stranger from the pub or one of our mates we do value those chats as much as anyone but i'm sure you can imagine as a manchester united fan when you have a chance to speak to a former player or even a Manchester United legend, those are chats that just, they do stick with you definitely. And I look at some of the players we've had on, where do you want to start? Like in terms of, I've had Lou Macari, Willie Morgan. I look at um, Luke Chadwick, obviously I had a chat with him about Chadwick Won Gerard Mill. Mark Bosnich was our first one we did in person and we developed a relationship with Mark Bosnich. I've had David May, treble winner, which is unbelievable, I've met him as well. I'm just seeing names like that, which literally here we are with a small microphone and be in a pub in Sydney. To be able to talk to someone who's won the treble or stopped me- or stopped Liverpool winning a treble in 77, yeah. those type of things are. You do, it's the old expression, you have to pinch yourself. It's literally one of those. Like in terms of when we did start it, we were thinking may- maybe we could get Mark Bosnich because he lived in Australia. Maybe he could come on for a chat and we'll see how it goes. But that was a brilliant chat. But um, other than that, it just sort of snowballed from that. And some of the names, as I just rattled off there. Yeah. Um, and and to be honest, I think there's no
0: there's no limit to what we can do. I, I truly do believe that. And I think that's that's the challenge to us. And that's why we, when we say like, come like to, to the people who listen, come on, tell us what you think. Because we, we want to make sure like that that stays at the heart of it. But at the end of the day, if we're doing content and no one wants to watch it, well then what's the point? You know what I mean? You, you want people to be involved. But no, I agree with you. I really enjoyed the buzzer chat, maybe because we we're in person and I got to feel the the vibe. And, some of the things that the stories he told us are so interesting, and he had a really interesting career, Mark Bosnich, and and I wonder, it, it's a shame that his career is marked a little bit in terms of the controversy off the pitch. But I mean, at the time, for for an Australian goalkeeper to play for the clubs that he played for,
1: oh, yeah, no, that, that's why he went to Manchester United because he was the best keeper in the league. They had to replace Peter Schmalker. not going to replace. He went from no Sydney United.
0: To Manchester United, which is outrageous. That's out, that would never happen anymore.
1: No, oh, no, of course it wouldn't. But in terms of that, another and guest in some of those former players we've had has sort of rattled off the names, but some other names who, sort of, not former players, but associated with the club. One of my, probably my favourite, I'm not sure it was my favourite chat, maybe it is. I had to go back and listen to it. Alan Keegan, the voice of Old Trafford. Mm. We did yeah. that about, I think it was either six o'clock or five o'clock in the morning because obviously the time difference, forget what it was. And I had audio
0: issues. All but, over the um, shop. I remember that.
1: Having Alan Keegan, the voice of Old Trafford, Larry and I had goosebumps when he sort of answered hello and sort of started speaking. Oh my God, it's actually him. Do you remember when know. he, um, so I
0: don't think we we clipped it up. He actually said, welcome to the United Pub Cups.
1: I vaguely, we, oh. and I think we were too nervous to ask, can you say it again so we can record as our intro? <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I think we wanted to remain professional and think, wait, well, if we are that, is he going to charge us? I'm not sure, but I, I do remember that, and um, that gave us goosebumps.
0: Yeah, it, that was unreal. And, and just reliving some of those moments like now, because I didn't plan this, shocker. Yeah. Um, you're not Larry well I'm sorry, mate. But yeah, honestly, when we sit back and we think of some of the experiences we've had, like lifetime memories, to be honest. I loved Melbourne. I got a bit. Melbourne was unbelievable. Well, it, we, we started
1: that you didn't go to Perth, but we're about, I think it was episode maybe 14 or 15. I think uh, before Bosnich. Yeah,
0: episode with Stephen House. I think that person. was our first guest. I think Bosnich
1: yeah. was episode 50, potentially, uh, yeah. I have a feeling. So... I think Stephen Housen was episode, I don't know, 13 or 14. And that was literally, we were chatting over pizza, a few of us around the table. And he, he um were very fortunate in regards to, I had my phone and said, oh, can I put my phone down? He said, I'll oh, put that away. And he hooked up all these sort of professional microphones and this sort of system over there. And he said, no, let's do it properly. And um, that, that would have been our first guess. So it did start in Perth, but you sort of revert back to Melbourne. I went to Melbourne as well. Where do you want to start in regards to, away from the podcast, actually being physically able to meet players, get autographs, sort of see them. Yeah. Even though maybe we didn't have the greatest relationship with the players at the time off the back of the poor season, we're still sort of these star struck little boys at the end of the day. Then ultimately also from a podcast um, point of view, I do look, I was standing in line at the hotel once, so I wasn't getting autographs, so I was just standing back. And Mike um, came up, obviously heavy in the chat, he came up and introduced himself and It's literally obviously the furthest thing from a player, like getting sort of recognised but being recognised and sort of just respected and sort of having a chat about United. It was um, memories like that do stick with me. So, Mike, if you are watching um, that chat outside the hotel, that does stick with me. And I'm not sure Larry has the same experiences, but it is Melbourne was um, a good sort of culmination of sort of where the podcast started to where it currently is. Yeah,
0: because we did record in a pub. I remember it being absolutely freezing down there
1: about a year ago a bit over a year ago it's
0: crazy but melbourne was cool because we kind of did a bit of everything like we, we still recorded videos we went to the pub got really drunk i apparently caused some trouble that i wasn't aware of <laughs> um we lined up to get player autographs we, we met some awesome people like it, it was just really cool it was
1: a really cool time should we talk about manchester united now well, that fit fitting too. Um, we're not a Liverpool podcast. Um, yeah, might as well. But Liverpool. Well, we'll start on Liverpool. We're talking Anthony. We're talking a flop about Anthony. We're talking, okay, is Hurricane going to come in? If not, it's going to be bad. Cause all these potential problems at Manchester United. Oh, sorry, so we, they still have Darwin Nunes up yeah. front. Anyone talking about Darwin Nunes? Yeah. Um. So for those
0: who don't understand how audio only Friday night pints work, we will go anywhere and everywhere. So stay tuned for when we start talking about Mars. But yeah,
1: Darwin Nunes. Um, well, I mean, he's finished. Did, did he finish with 16 goals? I think stats-wise, he actually did okay, to be fair to him. Um,
0: I think, I've got to be he, honest. He,
1: he's still a donkey, though. All right. He is a donkey. I accept that. I
0: don't think he's as
1: bad as people would. No, 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 he's bad. I think Liverpool aren't as bad. I think Liverpool are quite good. and I think Liverpool create a lot of chances for him. Now, Liverpool fans defending Darwin Nunes will say, no, it's Darwin Nunes create the chances. Okay, sometime. okay, all right.
0: Romelu Lukaku or Darwin Nunez? Lukaku. Really?
1: Yeah. Think so. I know. I know so. Why is that? He's better. Is he? And I'm no no great fan of Romelu Lukaku. Darwin Nunez has done things. Now I have seen Romelu Lukaku trip over stationary ball. I've seen him do some crazy things. Do you remember when
0: he? Um. Funny memory. Southampton. Yeah, when he, he, uh, heavy first touch, then he acted like he injured
1: himself. You know, <laughs> so, well, no, it wasn't a heavy first <laughs> touch, he, he tripped on the ball. Hit, no, I don't, <laughs> yeah, you're him. right, he did trip over I him. think he did injure himself. I oh oh he was a donkey in that, but, it's but look, it, it is an obvious comparison. And the scary thing is, or the interesting thing is, you can't hide away from, we can definitely throw Erling Haaland into that discussion in regards to Oh yeah, three. he's a big donkey too. But... But he scores a lot of goals. He scores a lot of goals. And, um Le- clinical. Lukaku could have scored a lot of goals if his time at United ended up different. But he did, Tom. In his first season,
0: 27. And in his second season, 16.
1: Yeah. And there was a period where... Maybe you run unfair on Lukaku. He, he got
0: benched a lot in that second season. I remember when Oli took over, Rashford was striker. It's
1: that balance of football slash goals. Yeah. Of, it, I, it's a, there's no right answer
0: Well, to here's a question for you. If Romelu Lukaku was striker this season for Manchester United... So think of the season we've had, the way we play. How many goals would Lukaku have scored? Actually, let me rephrase that question. Would United have finished with more points this season if Lukaku was our striker than we did? We finished with 75, I think, 75? I
1: don't look at points tallies. I would suggest, just in regards to our best football coming with Martial compared to Vedkos, and I know Vedkos contributed to a lot of results. I think the way we're playing in terms of it would be more of a footballing thing you'd be looking at in regards to just an all-out goal scorer. Now, would I take take Erling Haaland? Of course, I would. But I, I think we're better without that um, respectfully or donkey up front. Uh, I think we do need that footballer. And throw that cost into the discussion if you want. But I, I do think in terms of the way Eric Ten wants to play football, both attacking and defensively, you do need a, a bit of a better footballer.
0: Can I say, and I know you've been critical of this Liverpool player. I need a I want to give some respect to Mosala he hold on just hear me out hear me out I, I think he's a one-trick pony but he has scored a lot of goals for four or five seasons running now. he deserves some credit I think
1: look there's no doubt I, he put, deserves credit Put banner aside obviously he's, he's the, he's the best fantastic.
0: African player that the Premier League has seen. I think you can now
1: say that. Oh, you look at his numbers and what he's achieved. Look, I, I won't stand in his way in regards to that. I, I just look back and there was a season he scored a lot of goals. He scored more than Ronaldo in 07-08. Uh, 40-something, yeah. So, 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 and maybe that hurts me a bit. Was well, the year they won the Premier League? Yeah, a little bit more than it should. It did hurt me. But a kid at school was watching it. Or it was a wet weather or something. I saw a kid at school watching Mohamed Salah highlights. And I was saying, what on earth are they watching this for? So I went up and looked at it and I found myself watching it. It was like an eight-minute compilation of all his goals. And I'm telling you, out do let's say he scored 44 goals. I'm telling you, 38 of them were defenders standing on halfway offside, and just a shocking defender or goalkeeper diving the wrong way. And we've I'm just seen
0: thinking, we've seen Rashford get labelled as every goal, goal.
1: Every single goal was a defensive mistake. Look, he got the yeah. he, he got the Pushkiss award for an average goal. Do you remember that? Yeah, but that's, that's not his fault. It was a good goal. goal. That's what I mean in terms of look. He's, he's brilliant, of course he is. Maybe not so much now. Hopefully, right, you know what?
0: Here. Pretend he didn't. Go to Liverpool. We went from Fiorentina out of Manchester United.
1: Yeah, he sh- should be Ballon d'Or build a statue outside Old Trafford. I'm fully aware of that. But
0: <laughs> what's highlights?
1: Um, the goals are. I love you,
0: Tom. You can't hide your bias away.
1: Are you disappointed Leeds got rather a quick change of topic? Definitely not. I say that, but I heard someone told it was on the, the Athletic you Podcast. Were, you said, were clamouring for this all season, and now that it happens, you're upset. But now it's happened. I'm missing out on six points next season. I think in terms of if we want to challenge for a title, then those six points could come in handy. Look, I've got to be honest. I think United-Leeds is good for the Premier League. That, that, that's what I mean. It was, it was on the Athletic Podcast. I was listening with Andy, Andy Mitten, who's obviously been a guest on the podcast as well. Yeah. Laurie Whitwell as well, as, as you mentioned. They were talking about it. And I forget who said it, but brought up in terms of the Premier League, will miss something without Leeds. Now, yes, I am happy they went down. I'm disappointed without the uh, future six points. But who, who are you looking forward to more? The, the question was thrown to the, the panel on that episode. You wake up on a Saturday morning, who are you looking forward to versus Manchester United Leeds or Manchester United Bournemouth? Obviously, you want to see Man United Leeds.
0: Yeah, but Bournemouth are just a boring football club. Bournemouth, here.
1: Wolves, whoever. Like the Leeds, they're, they're, it's a top-tier fixture.
0: There are some clubs in the Championship that are big clubs. Really are like that's what I mean like that's why I've you- enjoyed seeing Nottingham Forest back in the Premier League I, I'm annoyed at how much money they've spent and they don't remind me of Nottingham Forest of old or the Nottingham Forest that I got familiar with as, as a kid but it's still good to see Nottingham Forest in there
1: Loon and Town are coming back up they haven't been from my mem- I haven't seen it in the Premier League so from one in my lifetime my memory I believe they got relegated the season when the Premier League started I believe they, they missed out on the Premier League. I think they yeah. got relegated. I think. Maybe someone. So in the nine so 18... Oh, sorry. 1919. 19. No, we're be 1991. 91-92 yeah. when yeah. Leeds obviously won the title. Eric Cantona over Manchester United. I, I believe. I don't Didn't think the Premier the League
0: Chester. start with 22 teams, not 20? 22 or
1: 24? I, don't I should know, know that. Trivia question. 22 or 24, four. Let's know the comments. <laughs> it's got to be like 21 or something. Uh, it had to be an even number. No, I uh, I should well, the championships twenty four teams. That's that's about right, twenty four. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong with that. I should know that. I'm I'd like bit... to see Derby back up at some point. They're a big team. I'm disappointed. I don't know that now. You've pissed me off. I'm gonna have to Google that. But <laughs> what was it? Yeah, I'll go back to Leeds. Like yes, I am sort of taking complete joy in them getting relegated, of course. But yeah, you go back to if we're playing Brentford next start yeah. of next season, or we're playing nah. Wolves, or I, respect I, to those clubs, but for
0: sure, I think. We want to see those bigger clubs. I think, I imagine if you put an 18-year-old in these seats, compared to me and you, I don't think they'd really care.
1: I'd want the Super League.
0: Yeah, probably. Oh, why do we go to versus Leeds? I want to versus Real Madrid. Oh, gosh.
1: Do you think the Super League's dead? No, no. Do you think it'll come back? I guarantee it's coming back. I guarantee it's going to be successful in regards to what's going to happen. Uh, I don't see how it doesn't. Mm. whether that's a compromised Champions League in regards to clubs their way. Well, I think that's way. what
0: the new Champions League format is going to be, to be honest. I mean, I don't see how that differs. I don't see the Super League happening. I think they'll use the Super League as leverage for the Champions League in
1: yeah. UEFA. Because UEFA can't afford... Well, they're already making changes to the Champions League, and I think maybe in five, ten years, there'll be another change to another yeah, change. Yeah, that, and...
0: that new coefficient rule. Well, I think the biggest change now is about the pie. It's about the money, isn't it? And like, to be honest don't those big clubs have it i'm not saying i agree with it but i think those big clubs got a point
1: yeah it's, no they're definitely and that's all if you look great. at the
0: premise so here's a, here's a good comparison la liga and the premier league so the premier league distribute the television money depends on where you finish la liga regardless pay Barcelona and Real madrid the majority and the rest is split with the rest of the clubs
1: and as, as we said, if you wanted the professional Sky Sports production, go to Sky Sports. If you want a sort of raw um, Manchester United chat, come to the podcast. But Steve Parrish, the owner of Crystal Palace, and Gary Neville, yep. he, he was on the overlap a couple of weeks ago and had a great chat. So if you want a more in depth, knowledgeable discussion around that, I definitely um, would recommend that. Steve Parrish and Gary Neville, type that into YouTube on the overlap. And they go into great detail and great knowledge and expertise around that. And it was interesting. and. You're right in regards to, you can say it's not fair, but football's not fair, life's not fair. You have to deal with it. And what Manchester United and the other big clubs do provide, their leagues and their European and football as a whole, they should be rewarded for that. Now, yes, football then does deserve sort of the benefits or the rewards of that, of course. It is a balancing act. You can understand why we don't agree with it or like it. You can understand, I can fully understand why Manchester United and the Glazers wanted to create a Super League because Manchester United deserve to be rewarded for what they are. And they are kind of sort of punished a little bit for it. Yeah, I, it's a balancing
0: act. I, I'm not against the bigger clubs making more because at the end of the day, look, if you remove United, Liverpool, I'm just going to say what I think the big clubs are. So you have your quote-unquote big
1: six. I don't view those, some of those clubs as big clubs. Big six, before you i I'll quickly go back to that topic. Is it a big six or big seven now? Is Newcastle into this discussion? Newcastle are a big club. I no, think no, no, they are no, a big club like, anyway. No, so. they're like the top four, top yeah, six. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think you can call it a big seven now. Is it that had the same ring to it? Like, is it? Do we need I mean, a new we name? could just take Manchester City out. Could do we a super seven or something. Like, is there's gonna be super a super seven?
0: Name, right. Um, why don't we just take Manchester City out? I mean they're gonna get stripped of all their points anyway. That is and a all their that, that is
1: a fair share. <laughs> when that happens, Larry. When that happens.
0: Oh I'm doing this video nude.
1: We'll I'll be drunk on, or, and naked. We'll make it an audio-only podcast. No, we'll just blow out the good bits. The good bits. Okay, go on. What was your first topic before I un- unruly sort of change topics? Um, to I forgot what we we're talking about now. In regards to the big clubs, yeah, the TV The money.
0: big clubs are Liverpool, Manchester United, Arsenal, as far as I'm concerned. Like, those are your big Premier League clubs. I mean, look, I have to throw Chelsea in there. They've throw grown throw a home. fan base. Chelsea. Chelsea are always a
1: big club. They're, they're, they're a little bit unfairly treated in regards to that. Chelsea are a big no, club. No, they are a big club.
0: I just wanted to throw some shade. But uh those are your four big clubs. And I and I put
1: I put United, Liverpool, and Arsenal a bit above the rest, though. Liverpool and Arsenal. Liverpool, we sit here, Liverpool, okay, they're bigger than Arsenal, of course. There is a case for me. Arsenal are bigger. Yeah, and look, Liverpool are better and the more successful, of course, and that's what counts at the end of the day. So, oh, so right. I, I, I do have Liverpool, for, I have Liverpool way ahead of Arsenal, but I can see an argument in regards to just attention. You, you ever hear a story about Liverpool? Who are they lead to? I can tell you 15 players Arsenal are linked to. And, and yeah, just but thinking, I think
0: that's more of a representation of where their ownership is at the moment. Yeah. And,
1: and the, the, their fans are starting to I just think, I, I, I think interesting news gravitates towards Arsenal more than it does Liverpool. Not to say that means you're a bigger club, but I just think there's far more interest in Arsenal than Liverpool.
0: Well, they are in London and they're the biggest club in London. And that's not... We, we don't have a horse in this fight. So, um, you know, I, Arsenal are the biggest club in London. Let's get that right. right. Like, And it's not even close. So, I think that's why, to be honest. Um, by the way, like, I don't know if you're familiar with England or London, but where Chelsea is, is a very expensive part of London. could ask our new owner, Sir
1: Jim Ratcliffe. Yeah. He lives there.
0: Yeah, he does. It, and, and the thing is, like the houses there, they're just, it's different. It's, it's like living in Sydney and walking through Double Bay. It's
1: where it's, I it's work. A, it's a so different I mean, vibe. Not where I live. But um, yeah, it's interesting you compare that to Luton. Obviously not far from London as well in regards yeah, to... Okay, absolutely. That's, that's fascinating watching them in the Premier League. It is. And
0: the thing is, like, I'm going to start talking about geography now. Mm. Um, I won't do that. I don't want to bore everybody. Let's go into the next topic. Which player gets a statue outside Old Trafford next?
1: Look, there is an obvious answer, but he, he won't get it for, for the off-field issues. And look, that's been drawn out. We haven't even touched on the other... Why is it obvious to you?
0: Why is Ryan Giggs obvious?
1: How is he not?
0: Well, is it the longevity? Like yeah,
1: longevity, success. Everything rolled into one. His ability, his performances.
0: Can I say, his... not enough is spoken about how good of a player he was. Yeah. I don't know why and I, is he almost punished for his longevity you think?
1: Probably a lot of people don't remember him as a left winger. They probably remember At him, his peak, they probably remember him as, as someone who played 20 games a season on and off the bench in central midfield came in sort of did a job and came out. That, that's sort of what a lot of people do remember. They don't remember look yeah, you, don't, if right, you, if, sure. you watch, if you watch highlights of like a Mbappe or Marcus Rashford in terms of when he plays like that or someone like that Alejandro Ganacho now Potentially, potentially my shout for our new number eleven. Um, a lot of people say number seven. I'll give you the eleven shirt with another person whose last name starts with G. Currently holds the number eleven. Maybe that's another chat. But in regards to Ryan Giggs in the nineties, as the left winger, okay, textbook just, uh, just envisage the goal against Arsenal in terms of running like that. But even before that, just real old school. And look, old school. The game does sort of modernise and it does change. Obviously, maybe that wouldn't work now. But in regards to the excitement, and that's, that's what supporting Manchester United is, that's what sort of gravitates us towards it, the excitement Ryan Giggs provided on that left wing was... He was an it, unbelievable it, player. It, I don't think it's been seen before. Maybe people could say George Best, maybe, a little bit different. But um, Ryan Giggs is a player, yes, in terms of success, obviously in a league of his own, but as you say, probably a little bit disrespected in regards to his ability. If you're a younger football fan, the closest player I can think of,
0: Leroy Sane. Similar, yeah. uh, Would that be fair? I, I'd say they're quite similar. Yeah. I think Giggs was better. It's a bit biased. Sané is good. Sun is
1: good. Well, uh, we go into this debate so often. How many times have we had this debate in regards to what's better?
0: Okay, no, I will give you a good comparison. At their peaks, Ryan Giggs or Gareth Bale?
1: But but that's all we go back to in terms of...
0: I think that's a fair comparison though because Gareth they're both Bale, Welsh, left-footed. both left-footed.
1: I think Gareth Bale maybe... Uh, I would... I think Ryan Giggs was a better player. I would rather play against Ryan Giggs than Gareth Bale. I think Gareth Bale would cause me more problems. So you mean in terms of
0: tech, like ball control and passing range, like the full range of a player? Yeah, I think, as a
1: footballer, uh, I think Ryan Giggs is better. I would rather play against him. I could deal with a better footballer than the physical attributes of player. Yeah,
0: because like... Bale's powerful. Yeah. Like it, Giggs... Giggs glided across the pitch. Bale, Bale's like Rashford, like mm. athlete. I think that's the difference. Giggs looks like a, a floaty guy that you see um, at the car salesman dealership, but um, he got bit, past you. A little
1: bit more graceful, but I do see that now. And now I can't get out of my head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Friday night plant, you got to love it. Now, Ryan Giggs was a good player. I think Wayne
1: Rooney is an obvious shout. Just for the records, he broke. He won the lot. Well, is there someone, does, would it have to be, again, This is I'm just going through just uh, not longevity, but in terms of the chronolo- chronological order of it in regards to the three statues now. Well, obviously, we have got the managers in Stralix and that Busby so, um, now, so Jimmy, mm. I always- Ten Hag will Jimmy get a trophy Murphy. one day, I you think. Got Jimmy Murphy as well. Dennis Law has the two statues. Well, he's obviously combined with the United Trinity, so be George Best. So you go through there. The error of those statues the next era is and again i'm not sure if deserving of a statue i been very fortunate enough to meet him on one or two occasions you compare his success to the others in terms of ryan Giggs in the class of 92 maybe not or wayne rooney i think i know what you're going to say i just think in regards to what recognition because in terms of going through that order where does brian robson sit in regards to we're, we're looking to play now if manchester united to get relegated not that brian robson was there when we were relegated yep. but if we'll go down to mid table which world-class player, England captain, Manchester United's best player, would stay with Manchester United through those dark days and get them back to the top. I don't think any player would currently do that. So, um, Brian Robson did that. So I'm just thinking his contribution to put United in that position to win that first Premier League title off the back of the middle of the 1980s, Yeah. To get Manchester. where would Manchester United be if Brian Robson didn't allow us to be there?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I think you'll always get players like that. Like... As a club legend, he's admired. And I think as, as fans, we admire what Brian Robson did. And hell of a player. Like, he, the way people talk about Gerrard sacrificing for Liverpool, the real version of that is what Brian Robson did for Manchester United. Mm. And absolute a club legend. But at the end of the day, success matters. And, 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 and that's not Brian Robson's fault. I mean, he was loyal to Manchester United, maybe punished for his loyalty. He did manage to win a Premier League title, but he was over the hill at that point, with all due respect. Um, so for that reason, just because there are other players who just simply won more, mm. I, I think it's a hard argument. I mean, to what you just said, he's the catalyst for United going on to have the success they have. People put Eric Cantona that
1: the, the other name in regards to yeah, sorry, the success side, but just the impact or potential future impact. Brian Robson, Cantona is that next man in that discussion. Now, if you compare his success to the other players, Cantona, just longevity wasn't around long enough yeah. to sort of rack up those titles, but you look at the impact. I'm I mean, sure.
0: Roy Keane, Manchester United's most successful captain. Now, that won't happen
1: because of. Where do you draw the line? Because I, I think all these players should have statues. I think, buddy, the whole of class of 92. I think Mickey Butt should, for God's sake. But you can't just give players statues, sort of thing. So I, I'm fully understanding. I'm not saying give Mickey Butt a statue. But I'm just thinking, I think, Sir Bro- oh, I'd say so, Brian Robson, you know what I mean? Brian Robson, Eric Cantona, you know, Roy Keane, Ryan Giggs, they all do. But if I've given them all statues, it's not going to work. You can't have them all. Sort of, there's gonna be no walking space outside Old Trafford. Yeah. So I'm just saying, where does the line draw? Like, that's why I think Rooney. That's why I say Rooney separates
0: himself because he's he's United's greatest goal scorer, and I think that the the only other person who well the record he broke was Sir Bobby Charlton, and Sir Bobby Charlton's already got his statue up. Yeah. So like, I think you need to be you need to do something phenomenal to get that statue, and I think Wayne Rooney, what he achieved.
1: He won the lot. Who, who achieved more, though, Ryan Giggs or Wayne Rooney?
0: Ryan Giggs achieved more because yeah. he stayed at United longer. He had a longer career. But if you look at what Wayne Rooney did in his time,
1: but, but the achievement is not the longevity; it's the trophies in your back pocket. Ryan Giggs has that over Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney has that. The fantastic. I think Eagles Wayne Rooney won.
0: Record. So if you if you compress Ryan Giggs' career into a, how long was Rooney at United? But ten years? No, eleven. Eleven years. This is probably a long, longer. Than we signed think. 2004. To he signed in two thousand and four. He left in Okay, twelve years. Let's say twelve years, because of the see, the years overlapping, it confuses me a
1: bit. But Ryan Giggs was late eighties to well, in terms of the years, yeah, late eighties to.
0: I think if you a year before, on average, before. I think you'd say Wayne Rooney won more. So, like, well, if yeah. you averaged out their careers over the same period of time, so if you said on average, how many trophies did this player win? Per season over a uh, 13
1: year period. Yeah, look, look I, I take that but in terms of. Let's also forget, like, gigs. I mean, look, Rooney. Ryan Giggs is the answer for me. I understand why. Like, he was but first it won't of the happen Hall of Fame. because of the off field. Is that right? Like, uh, again, probably. Well, I mean, who
0: knows? I, if he gets acquitted, because he, his case is still ongoing, which is phenomenal. It's been due to end for the best part of a year. I don't know what's going on there.
1: Money. Yeah,
0: uh, I don't it, know. You it can these things. Yeah. Look, and like outside of, does geeks like, because everyone knows what he did in terms of his brother and whatever. Does that, like, again, if you're United, do do you have the moral debate?
1: His current situation, his current case, that's going to affect his legacy. It's going to affect my opinion towards him, of course. Unfortunately, I don't like, but it will, unfortunately. His situation with his brother, as horrible as it is, and as disgusting as much as I think down of him as a man, I kind of put that aside. I put him as Ryan Giggs' a person, and I still just value the player. I just still look at the player. I still love the signed memorability of Ryan Giggs, and I still just remember the memories. He's, that. That's just a moral thing in regards to him yeah. and his brother, which I don't agree with. But I can but I can you're separate united, those. But, yeah. but the physical stuff potentially gone through now. That's where look, we'll get into maybe the other number eleven as well. That's where yeah. that will impact my thinking towards him. I, so I can still just look at the player. If this thing comes to, to light my opinion potentially will change. I hope that doesn't come. Do you know I didn't need to period. retire the number 11 shirt? Is it cursed? Don't or... give it to Ganacho. Anyone with the letter G in their last name, don't give number 11. I've just said give Ganacho the number 11 shirt five minutes ago. <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> give him the number seven shirt.
0: I think give the 11 to like, give it to an Anthony. Give it to a sure thing.
1: Like Anthony. Oh, I'm not opposed but... to, maybe not so much the 11, but I'm not opposed to number seven not being your traditional sort of right winger or winger. Like so Brian Robson, Eric Cantona number seven.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: I, I, didn't want I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. I don't mind your number seven being something a little bit different. I think it needs to be your... Your main man.
0: I would, do you think Rashford could get
1: it? He should have got seven over ten. He's not a number ten.
0: Yeah, but at the time where yeah. he was in his career, I think if he got seven, he would have gotten... No, yeah, no, times not... the dog's abuse by ten. Yeah. I think because Ronaldo has come and gone for a second time, I think you can give it to whoever you want now.
1: Do you think Ronaldo... Se- Listen, one, do you think I don't I don't agree with this, but do you think Ronaldo's second stint in the seven shirt has it? Definitely hasn't lessened the value of number seven, but potentially lessened the pressure a little bit. in regards yeah, to... Yeah, that's
0: what I'm saying. I think because he's the last player to hold it, but the 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 Ronaldo that left the number seven shirt isn't the one who won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. No. So you know, I feel. Can we talk about Ronaldo because we haven't. Everything happens so fast and. His interview happened right before the World Cup, and Ronaldo played for Manchester United this season, Tom.
1: We're in the top four because of a winner away at Goodison Park.
0: Oh, jeez. What, like- what are your thoughts on Ronaldo now?
1: as, as your feelings yeah. subsided? Is- yeah, no, it's softened, right? it's, it's again, it's a shame how it ended for Ronaldo and for the club, of course. Time heals everything. Yeah, right? and I knew it would, so that's why I never went overboard in regards to sort of some of the name calling you did see, because I knew I would feel better. Now I still feel sad how it happened and Ronaldo only has himself to blame. I do think the club held some responsibility as well. But um, yeah, uh, he's still a Manchester United legend for me. I've uh, yeah. got nothing but respect for him. Um, yeah. I wish it ended different, it didn't. Um, it is what it is. But um I said last, I've seen him. If he returns
0: to Old Trafford this season coming, he'd get a standing ovation, I think. Next season.
1: Maybe not this season. I, th- I think it's still fresh for a lot of people. When I you think...
0: say next season, 23-24,
1: yeah. no? Don't think so? Oh, no, Yeah, he, he, will, he would. I, I think the Old Trafford crowd is, is very different to what we've seen. Here we are as online fans. He reads whatever you want to describe them as. Here we are on the other side of the world. So we go into that category. But I think we share the same mentality as sort of match going fans. Uh, I think, that, as said, David Gea, the amount of abuse he's coped in recent weeks. He yeah. got the Golden Glove. It was a yeah. standard ovation inside Old Trafford. Yeah, but I think even though. Separate Old Trafford and Twitter, I think. But, but even though Old Trafford there, like, a lot of these people probably share the opinion that David DeHay needs to go. But what did they do when he got the award? They did nothing but support and respect him. Yeah, but I think, again, the people who are disrespectful, I've been critical
0: of De Gea, but I've stopped short of disrespecting. And I think that's the difference between Twitter and the Have fans found that go
1: Going back to the start of our podcast, I said this podcast episode 300 could go anywhere. If you are enjoying it, um, please do leave a like. But going back to Get that plug in there. Going back to the start in regards to discussions of how we started the podcast and sort of positive, sort of good memories and everything, has putting your opinion publicly out there in regards to for the world to see, whether it be on Twitter or the podcast or YouTube, sort of impacted sort of what you say in regards to because for, for me it has I try not to? I ninety nine percent, I'd like to think one hundred percent of what I say is truthfully, and I'm always speaking from my heart. But there was one video I did. Oh, a year ago, or maybe the start of this season, looking at Marcus Rashford to PSG. And I stand by every word I said in regards to Marcus Rashford's ability and his future and what he's achieved. And I looked at the PSG situation and said, look, if he doesn't buck up his ideas, Marcus Rashford can go to PSG, I won't lose any sleep. And I look back at that now and think, I stand by every word I said, 100%. But I also look at it in regards to putting that opinion publicly. Now, I didn't tag Marcus Rashford or anything, but it's still out there. Technically, Marcus Rashford couldn't. Obviously, he didn't. Technically, he could see that. And I think, in me as a fan... I can have this conversation at a pub behind closed doors where he's not going to know. Yeah. S- suddenly putting it visibly out there for the potential for a player to see that that's not what I should do as a fan. So, so I get caught in a little bit of a in a bit of a tricky situation yeah. in regards to I give my honest opinion, but I also want to sort of subdue it a little bit because I do need to. Well, it, well what, what would I say to the player's face? Probably not. It's the so, so that is a,
0: I think it's the approach. Like. And I'll admit I've said things that, in hindsight, I wish I haven't. But I think that that would happen in audio. Like, like I think emotion gets the better of you. And I think when we're on YouTube, sometimes a comment can really roll you up too. And I think that's the difference. Like, when we were audio only, it was just you and me. A bit more subdued. And I think when you're on YouTube, a comment, someone's got a really strong opposing opinion to you. And it gets you going. And, and the thing is, when we did audio only, let's not forget we had the best thing of a day to process generally
1: yeah.
0: on youtube we're going live straight off the game so you getting yeah. like a raw emotion out of it
1: it does give me respect and all who i and bring sort of names up i'm not sure everyone does know who i'm going to allude to but it, it does sort of i do sort of take a step back and have a lot of respect and just in just regards to the workload and sort of the time and effort it does take to run these big youtube channels in regards to the pressures put on them in terms of you say something and think oh hang on i wish i didn't say that oh god it's out there for the world to see now Thing, it is uh, you, do, you do look at the big names, the big channels, whether it be YouTube or um, in the media pro- professionally. Um, yeah, it, it does make me respect a lot of the work that I've I get going. what you're
0: saying. But I will say that some people know what they're saying and are very intentional in what they're trying to achieve. And, and I, I know who you're alluding to. And I, I've got to say, like, full respect to him for what he's done. And, and, and I think as a person, sound guy, like he seems polite, yeah. well-mannered, like approaching. Yeah,
1: that's hard work well, where, and that's a social media thing, but yeah. that is very, and it, it, it I think the perception of,
0: um, well, I'll just say his name. I think the perception around Mark Oldbridge. I think as, when you become big, when you become famous, because he is at this point, I, I think if you and I had 1.3 million subscribers, that people sit on here saying shit about us too. And the well, do already.
1: I said that Marcus Rashford video. I've got nothing but abuse for two yeah, days. And I just, but, not but not to that thing. extent. But, but that's the mm, thing. Like, it's the nature of the beast.
0: I've got nothing against Goldbridge. I, I think there are things that happen on the United stand for clicks. Absolutely. But I mean,
1: if that's what you want to do, who's to say that that's wrong? But, but that's where my, my bugbear comes with it. They've built that, or he, he has built if that you, thing. But with that comes responsibility. And I just think yeah. Yeah, it's, got, it's gone to a stage where are you a media company now or are you a Manchester United fan? It would have started as a Manchester United fan, but the business that has grown into now, it's now it's got a, almost a media empire. It's the biggest voice amongst Manchester United fans. Now you have a decision to make: are you a social media company, a, a business, or are you Manchester United fans? And I think with that responsibility, so many people listen to every word he says. And I just think. But is that his fault? Should you be a role model to a young kid that you see down the street? Someone, you know, if I'm a school teacher. I see a young kid. Is it, is it my job to be a good role model? Like in terms of, but
0: I don't think he's done. Like Mark Obridge doesn't do anything wrong by society. I think he's over the top at times, and I think he plays up to the camera absolutely. But he's over the top. He he doesn't he doesn't accuse players of, of
1: being anything. You know what I mean. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's probably not so much him. It's his listeners, and uh, look, I don't have the anal- analytics to his YouTube page. Oh, I would look.
0: imagine he has a lot of teenagers. Oh, that, in that, his that, fan that's base.
1: what I mean. But with that responsibility, with that voice, knowing that you're speaking to a lot of young people who literally believe anything. But do say. the
0: Simpsons have a responsibility to not be so satire because teenagers watch their content? Yeah. Like, where do you draw the line? But that's where
1: I draw the line. This is Manchester United. This is not. Well, I draw nice. the
0: line as, at some point. Parents need to be responsible for what their kids watch and you as a consumer need to be responsible for, do you want entertainment or do you want insight? Like I look for insight. I want something educational and when I want something entertaining, I'll go watch something entertaining. I personally don't, I'm not a massive fan of the United stand and and the way that they present content, but I respect what they've done. I mean, and I think to say, to criticize, like, it's not my approach, it's not your approach, but. At the end of the day, it's business, and um, if that's the approach they want to take... I oh, well, 100% coming.
1: agree, and nothing but respect. I said off camera, I'm sure there's a nice guy, I've met one or two people who do work for the United Stand, and nothing but respect, lovely guys. Um, of well, course, some of them in Melbourne, didn't but, we? but that's what I go back to in regards to, if you're a fan and you have that voice, you do have a responsibility, whether you should or shouldn't, the, the fact is you do have responsibility, you do have influence, and I just think all these things, money, your career, all, all these things, relationships with people, should all come second. It's what we're all here for in Manchester United. Now, yes, you can say as a person, I, I, my, my family, my life's more important. For me, I need Manchester United to be first and foremost. And I think some of the things they do, well, I know some of the things they do are at the detriment to performances on the pitch of Manchester United. Because half, yeah. the, half the team have him blocked on Instagram and Twitter. I just think that won't help them. Have and that's the point. I'm not, he goes over the
0: top. We know he goes over the top, but he does it to achieve clicks because he's, I, I, I don't know this for sure, I dare imagine he treats the United stand as a business. and A oh, no, very, very successful and business. He, yeah, and, yeah, and he wants to, to make money. And for that reason, he acts over
1: the That's what I think now, and what maybe I've started to watch a lot more of it, but it sort of pops up and I'll watch your video here or there, especially sort of on, on way to and from work. It has become a little bit more now. Uh, I think I've had a word from the club in terms of in press conferences now. I think they've had a word from the club in regards to. Hang on, you want this access? Well, Pat- B-B-B-B- Chef B-B-B-B. and Paddock
0: are allowed. That they just choose not to go.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's balanced now that in regards to a lot of their content now. He, lot- so, they're, they're so big. Yeah. And I think if you're Manchester United, that is something you, uh, they have to be aware of it. The best example, Arsenal fan TV. Yeah. They have changed their tune completely. So they're they in the club's back pocket. Remember when they were record. called Arsenal fan TV yeah, and they actually they, had to change that the AF TV? TV. But, but you just look at the content. Now, obviously, a good season would, would benefit you totally. you're not having the rents, of course. They still good views, though. But I'll tell you what, the good football is coming off the back of not being abused every week.
0: Potentially. And, and I, that's where I think the responsibility yeah. matters. It's. It's not to the fans. It's not to the people who consume yeah. the content. It's to Marcus Rashford, Fred, Scott McTominay, the That's right.
1: Back to the video. He puts out a video, goes out to 300,000 people. We put out a video, goes out to 300 people. The video I put out about Marcus Rashford, I stand by every word. I think, ah, should I be doing that? Is that, that going to help him? If he but you didn't him? challenge his integrity as a person. Yeah. You
0: you acknowledge that he played awfully. He was off the races and he, he was... Clearly leaking to the press, him or a representative close to Rushford, was leaking to the press that he was floating the idea of going to PSG. So I think as a United fan, we had every right to be aggrieved.
1: Oh yeah, it's just as I said, the nature of the beast, so we would have arrived and share our opinions, but in terms of oh, yeah. what's in the public why Mason uh...
0: Greenwood, can we talk about that? you I know you I know I can tell it makes you uncomfortable, but this is going to come up over the next month, I dare say. Because United got, they're going to have four weeks off and then we're starting talking about pre-season. Mason Greenwood, nothing has come out yet. We heard the club are going to do their own investigation. He's been linked with Italian clubs most recently.
1: Well, er- 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 ten Hag has spoken. What um, did ten Hag say? I don't know the line of question. It was an interview from the Times and Harry Win- um, Henry Winter. Hell of a journalist. by the way. Journalist. He came out with, I don't know what the question was. But let's say, what are your thoughts on the latest Greenwood situation? And the quote from Mari I haven't seen the video, I've only seen the text. I don't know in terms of his expressions or body language when he answered it. But it was along the lines of Mason Greenwood is someone who's shown he can score goals. But it's not my decision if he comes back or not. Well, you
0: didn't say anything factually incorrect. Yeah, Mason Greenwood,
1: yeah. It's very simple for me. It's not about should, shouldn't. It's not about the legal sort of responsibilities of the club or the player. It's simply, will he help Manchester United on the pitch? And you're going to point to goals or someone's going to point to goals and say those goals will help Will he help them course. on the
0: pitch? I'd say yes.
1: I don't think he will because when he steps on that pitch, it'll be nothing but... You thought Ronaldo was a distraction? we well, are welcome to the Ronaldo I, distraction. I don't think Greenwood... No, it'll be 10 times worse. The, the, you the, think the, so? the, the, I know so. The world's media will be... Isn't seventh. there an
0: Arsenal player who's played under the same cloud? Do you
1: care about an Arsenal story? What will sell? Thomas Party or Mason Greenwood? The Manchester United story will sell. Every single away fan... Every time Mason Greenwood touches the ball, that's going to impact on Eric Tenha's decision-making. Should I play him? Should I not play him? This player is going to... We'll do our, our teammates are a here a little bit. Every little thing is going to affect the performance. You know what be
0: really... I, I don't know if we'll ever get to see this. I imagine you get Alan Keegan announcing number 11, Mason Greenwood. What would their reaction be at Old Trafford? wouldn't be good.
1: And again, that won't be good. So it, it, I could it, see a so case well, where that, the that old, old Trafford, Trafford faithful boo him. That's what I mean. Does that, imp- that, does that help the team on the pitch?
0: Yeah, it's a really difficult one. It,
1: it, it doesn't, and so that's thinking. Yes, so he, he even get booed? Like I don't know. I think he would. Uh, I think he would because we've had this discussion many times. Where I bore everyone with it, but in regards to why hasn't he come out and defended himself? Or yeah, I maintain
0: plan- everything I've said, and that's not to say he's innocent. I don't know, but and there's only two people that know that.
1: But until one of them says he's innocent, he's not innocent. Yeah,
0: but th- this is the thing. So, Laurie Whitwell did a really great article with The Athletic. And, and I messaged Laurie about it too because he got dogs abuse. Dogs abuse from fans saying he was Mason Greenwood's PR. I mean, he did, he, and he and criticised that, but 90% of
1: the article was criticising him.
0: Yeah, but th- this is the problem. Please, if you're on Twitter, don't. If you, got, if, if you made your mind up on a journalist, particularly The Athletic, because I know The Athletic are very big about we check our sources. We only put out facts, etc. If you want to criticize a journal, please, just read the whole article. I beg. Just make an informed decision. Anyway, before I digress, with Mason Greenwood, he, so Laurie mentioned in one article that it's been floated the idea of, by United that he does a toll interview, and I, and I think that might be the catalyst. I almost wonder, do they float the idea of? Let's let him do the interview. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Let's
1: see what the feeling is. I think it's putting too much up for chance. Huh? I think you need to get out in front and make a strong decision. Don't say, oh, let's see what happens. Someone make a decision. I think the decision should be one way. And, uh, I think he goes to Italy. I, I, I can't see him staying. If United
0: sell him to Stoke, in, 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 he can't stay in England. No, I think no, for his career yeah, no, no, no club and for his own
1: mental health. And no club in England will touch him maybe manchester United i don't think they will no other club will take that
0: yeah the sad bit for mason is um the, the, the really sad part about this story once he leaves england he's not coming back i think the rest of his career will be played in europe that's not to say he doesn't have a good career mm. i think he could go to ac milan inter even juventus uh and have a good career
1: wait till you, that's a champions league
0: tie quarter final second leg back at old Trafford. oh man the, the the upsetting thing with all of this, let's talk about the player. Just focus on his ability for a moment. Peep, the way people talk about Ganacho, with all due respect, I did a video on Ganacho and where we think his potential sits. Mason Greenwood,
1: genuinely, world-class potential. Like We well, were having many discussions, Harland or Greenwood, which one you refer? And I, st- Greenwood. I stand by All people. day long.
0: And I maintain that.
1: Uh, it's crazy. Now, now, after the evidence of the year of Harland. No, but look. Yeah, exactly. Harlan,
0: just I think I think Greenwood would take longer to develop, but I think if you put if Mason Greenwood continued playing football and then you get both players at 25-26, I think Mason would be your better all-round player. He's just more complete.
1: Yeah.
0: The thing is, Mason, you can throw him on the right, you can throw him on the left, you could play him at the 10, you could play him at striker, and he'll do a good job for you. I think Harlan is a striker and he'll only be a striker.
1: No, yeah, look, I don't disagree, but look, that's a discussion. We definitely will have more information so, in in the coming yeah. weeks.
0: So we're both on he'll he won't play for United again.
1: I don't think he will, and, and my honest opinion, I don't think he should. I, I, I think unfortunately, look, I'm, I'm not in the court. It, it, it's, it's out there now in regards to the charges are dropped. My gut, the information I have, I think he's guilty, and if he is of that, I don't think he should play for me. Let's United. finish
0: on a let's finish on a positive. Marcus Rashford,
1: thirty goals this season, phenomenal considering he really? scored five last season. And there's a stat going around he hadn't scored for like two or three months in the Premier League this season. Like what? Like, yeah, or he scored two goals in three months or something. But like after, really? after that purple patch, remember he scored every single game. Then, yeah, but then after I also
0: remember United, there was an international break. Yeah, on, so. There was an international break. United didn't play in the Premier League for a couple of weeks. Yeah, potentially. As well. I think that all added up. Yeah. Uh, Can he score more goals? So Ten Hag said in his presser, you have to be proud Marcus scoring 30, Ten Hag says I think he can still improve and I
1: think he can score 40. 30 is about You look at the great strikers over the Premier League who take Ellen to take these crazy sort of freakish seasons out. You look at the best striker in the Premier League throughout the, with their career in the Premier League. Yeah, you're hitting 30 goals. That's that, 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 that's a great achievement. So it is a great achievement, but so I think he can go. Should he 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 hit can score. 20 plus every season.
0: Yeah, I. If you look at that purple patch, let's not forget it started in January. So if he can start next season like that, yeah. who's
1: to say he can't score more? I think th- the challenge for him... If we're being a striker, he won't need to score those and then we're having a different discussion. Well, I actually think it makes him a better player. Yeah, oh, yeah but he might, he might be perform better, contrary better, be more successful, but have less goals. I'm going to end this
0: podcast with an outlandish statement with no explanation. I'm going to ask you to do the same.
1: Well, it'll be a quick one because we are going you know, of for about best part yeah, of an, hour. an hour. Yeah, we're an hour. I need to run straight for that toilet, so keep it safe. <laughs> All right, I'm
0: going to... One outlandish statement, which maybe we cover in another video. Harry Kane does not sign for Manchester United.
1: The statement is incorrect. Oh, look, to be honest, the latest information we have is that he is, that he is going to stay at Tottenham. And if you're Harry Kane, why not stay there and get the sign on bonus in a year's time? If he is going to be a free transfer... I I, I just think the money that it'll take to get him out because I
0: was thinking about this. I think we get him. If you're Tottenham, you don't let him go for 100 million because if you get a replacement, that replacement isn't going to be less than 80 million. So you want to make money out of this. So if you're Tottenham, what's that price? I'm going to say 120. That's probably the healthy middle. Do United pay 120 for a 30 year old striker? I can't see it.
1: Maybe the person who holds all the keys is the the man in the room. Harry Kane, maybe he. The only way this gets through if he really wants to go. Last we know he was on the golf course. asking for a move to Manchester City. Maybe he can. The only
0: way I see this happening, he has to upset the Tottenham fans, and I don't think he's. No, no, that's something I, I
1: think he's going to have to force through a move. Yeah, he I mean, needs to That's, still, a formal that's, transfer that's still going to be eighty, hundred million. Um, yeah. Whether you, that's why, right, but it'll, you know. it'll
0: get it'll get the price down
1: for United. Uh, I, I think I think he joins United. So no, he, you, tune in next week, or do, do you say think, no. Do you think he'll push? Behind the scenes, I think he'll do what he can not publicly I don't think he will but no. um hopefully he can prove me wrong because I do want to see him I hope goal. he scores
0: 300 goals and on that note
1: 300 episodes well done the had after. that so, did you have that planned the whole time no <laughs> <All> <laughs> I done. did not well, done. Very, very but well Tom
0: been a pleasure mate here's to the
1: next 300 always mate
0: uh make sure you hit a like on the video if you are and you hit that subscribe button we are on our way to 2k I didn't plan that one either
1: um, but I'm gonna stop while I'm ahead. And follow on the podcast app. So this is obviously on YouTube, but obviously we do sort of put content out on our audio only stuff. Yep. And um, so podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Welcome to United Podcast. And whatever not not any, any so, of the United Podcasts but